Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. All right. Good morning to you. Uh, we are live this morning. Carl Middleman and I are live, at least, uh, down in the uh, Jefferson City Capitol Rotunda, the Capitol building here, which is uh, absolutely beautiful. Kim St. Ange, I am sorry you were not here to see it. I know. It does look nice. And, Carl, you look very dapper today. I'm all dressed up. Look at that. He did. I He, he outdressed me, in fact. Because <laughs> uh, I have a tie on. <laughs> this is, I'm not used this to this. is true. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know what to expect either. I, I saw him in the lobby this morning. I'm like, wow, you're trying to outdo the host here. What's going on? You didn't have a Star Wars uh, anyway, tie you could put on, Carl? It is a St. Louis Cardinals tie. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I did I did bring a, a, a sports coat that I'll put on a little later because uh, we are going to have some people who are kind of a big deal on the show uh, this morning. Uh, we're going to have Governor uh, Parson is going to join us later. Uh, the Lieutenant Governor is going to join us a little later. Mike Kehoe, Bill Eigel, Andrew Bailey, of course, the Attorney General, Jay Ashcroft, Secretary of State. Uh, we got them all lined up this morning, including uh, uh, Andrew Koenig, who's going to join us, and House Speaker and Dean Plocker. So we have got a pretty full agenda for a little bit later in the show, certainly in the uh, the six, seven, and eight o'clock hours this morning, uh, just uh, kind of talking about what this legislative session is going to look like. They'll gavel it in later this afternoon. Here's kind of the rundown in Jeff City this morning. Um, we're the only ones in the building, other than security, at this point. Uh, that tends to be the case at five in the morning. But there is a big prayer breakfast that they hold every year at about um, is that eight a.m. or did we say nine? Eight. I think it's I think it's at eight or nine this morning. Uh, there, there's a, a prayer breakfast that a lot of the legislators will attend. That is a traditional. That's something they do every year. And then I think maybe around noon or a little later they will they'll gavel in the session. That doesn't mean anything's going to really get done today, other than some uh, probably some swearing in and and um, I don't think there's plans to actually assign. Uh, bills to committee or anything actually today but we'll we'll talk to dean plocker about that that that's the kim you know every year uh, we come down and cover this and th th there's always so much excitement the first we week of the session because everybody's talking about all of the bills that they filed and all the things that they're hoping are going to happen 
and then lo and behold, it 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 just sort of grinds to a halt at some point. It it's 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 inevitable, and it's hard to really determine what's gonna make it out of a committee to a full vote of the House or the Senate and then get sent over to the other house. It, it's just so hard to you, – you need more than a crystal ball. In fact, um, you know, we'll pick the brains of some of the uh, senators and House members who will be here this morning on what they think might make it this year. Um, Carl and I last night kind of went out on the town down here and stumbled into all kinds of interesting people, uh, <laughs> I just have to say. All branches, all sides of the aisle. Yeah, this is true. This is true. This is a um, – it's like going to a non-denominational church when you're in in Jeff City. Was that how you'd say it, Carl? Yes. Yeah. All are welcome. Yeah. It, it was. It was funny because, you know, we're we're. Hold on. That's your computer. Let me let there me you mute. Go. Let me mute myself here. Uh, Carl and I went out last night uh, and had had some dinner and went out and had a few drinks and uh, we we ran into um, a member of the Missouri Supreme Court. We ran into. Uh, the Democrat, uh, Crystal Quaid, who's going to be running for governor or is running for governor out yeah. of Springfield, and I uh, met her for the first time. Um, and it, it, we saw several state reps and state senators, and um, it, they're, they're all hugging each other. They're all, they're, they're all buddies down here. There's just there's no way around that. It, it's it's kind of odd for for all of the partisanship and the and the talking. I think once they get in Jeff City, and you could make the argument. I imagine that that's part of the problem, right? Um, I mean, I don't. It's not that I don't want people to get along, but I think oftentimes people talk for headlines, uh, and but when they get down here, it doesn't always mean a lot, if that makes sense. Yeah, I have scared to upset so, the other person when push comes to shove. They're they don't want to make the tough tough call necessarily. It seems like well, and and you know, I mean. There's going to be the Missouri, uh, uh, what, what are they referred to it as the Freedom Caucus, I think, uh, kind of went away. The conservative caucus kind of went away last year, and then it's back this year. They've announced that they're sort of reforming that. Um, and they had, they took a poll in the building down here to find out what that means. And most people feel like it's going to benefit the Democrats, right, because – and the reason they think that the lobbyists is that inevitably they'll push for something that other members of the Senate aren't willing to vote on, and it will grind everything to a halt the last week or two of the session, which benefits the minority party who can't get anything passed anyway. Uh, normally, they would have to filibuster at the end of the session in order to to uh, get anything accomplished. If if you've got a group of senators who are pushing for certain bills and won't vote on others, they do that for them. Um, so that's the belief in Jeff City that that may be what happens again. You know, yesterday, Governor Parson, and we'll talk to him about this when we get him on here, he, he took an executive action to prevent foreign ownership of land within 10 miles of, uh, of military installations. I mean, I don't, I don't know. There are a couple of corporations in Missouri who are basically wholly owned subsidiaries of Chinese companies. Uh, it, it, it's, it's not like maybe the Chinese communist government is coming in and intentionally trying to buy up land close to these installations. His, his executive order would stop that. But his, the criticism this morning is that 
well, why didn't they do that years ago? Why didn't why didn't they pass? They they've been considering these bills for a couple of years. They've never made it past the legislature. So I don't know if that gets done this this morning or not. But uh, part of the questioning we'll be doing when our elected officials get here to the table a little later. Carl, I cannot figure out. I I don't know if you're watching on Facebook this morning or not. Does my camera look especially dark? Yes. To you, it does. You know why? Why do you think, Carl? Because you're using a Macintosh. Ah, he's Take making fun of my Mac. Huh? Yeah, and I can't figure out how to adjust it because I'm not, I don't speak Mac well enough to get into the control panel and, and, and fix that. So I apologize. It's not very uh, well lit in the Capitol Rotunda. It's beautiful, and they just redid it, uh, portions of it, over the last couple of years. So. If you look to your right, you'll see more Yeah, scheduling. there's still, still more construction going on down here, even now. I tell you what, Ethan, why don't we go ahead and get to the shortlist, please? The Mark Cox Shortlist. It should not have taken the Harvard Corporation Board this long to demand her resignation. Uh, no, that is uh, uh, Elise Stefanik, the congresswoman who was talking about the Harvard president, Claudine Gay, who finally resigned. She says it's long overdue. There are a lot of other people out there uh, upset that she was forced out of office. I'm surprised she hung on this long. The historical pattern with the media is lie, lie, lie again. Yeah, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy there. Uh, interesting, he's pulled all of his campaign advertising from Iowa, even though we're only 12 days away now from the caucuses out there. I don't know if he's getting ready to drop out or what the, what the deal is, but uh, he's certainly still making headlines. We were able to uh, get rid of about $130 billion of debt. Isn't that great? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I've, I'd like to go buy a million-dollar house. Maybe I would vote for a politician who would promise me that if I took on that debt, I'd never have to pay it back. This is absurd. You don't need a history book. You just need to have woken up and come out of the vagina. <laughs> Did Sarah Haynes use the V word there? Yes. Did you hear that? Hmm. She, she's upset with uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, she was on uh, The View, I believe, and um, at least we didn't have to listen to uh, any of the other members, Joy Behar of The View. I don't know Sarah Haynes. Do you know who she is, Kim? I know who she is, yeah. Not is a she a comedian fan. or something? I don't think she's a comedian, to my knowledge. <laughs> she, I, I honestly she think she is. Yeah, I, I can honestly say that I've I've never heard of uh, of her, but uh, she, she is upset with um, Nikki Haley, um uh for for a just for for a variety of reasons she she's upset with her on the issue of the the slavery thing most recently um and the fact that she kind of had to walk that back it, it, i you know I, I hate to continue beating up on Nikki Haley over it she she she's not going to be the nominee of the Republican party and i don't think there's any chance she's going to be the vice presidential nominee of the Republican Party. So I don't even see why they continue to to bring this up. I mean, even on the left, I'm not quite sure why they would continue to bring that up. It just uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, th- th- this is, um, th- I mean, everything is blown out of proportion right now leading up to the Iowa caucus, I'm sure. And I'm sure that the, the uh, DeSantis campaign probably doesn't mind that one little bit. 
that they continue to focus on these issues. I don't think they're that important. Let's get to that Vivek Ramaswamy bite, if you don't mind, Ethan. Cut number six, where he's talking about the, uh, the media, and the mainstream media does not like it when he says things like this. I want to have a conversation, because the historical pattern with the media is lie, lie, lie again. When proven to have lied, hide from accountability. From the Hunter Biden laptop story to the origin of COVID to the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that never was, I'm still waiting for one honest anchor in the mainstream media to just look their own audience in the eye and say, hey, I apologize. We lied to you, we got it wrong, and we'll never have this happen again. That is never going to happen. Uh, yeah. No, no. As, as, a, uh, as a recovering journalist, I can just tell you they're never going to admit that they screwed that story up, uh, or, or any of those stories, but particularly on the laptop, particularly on the, the Hunter Biden business associates, they're never going to admit that they didn't do that right. Which is funny because if they, for example, screw up like an address or something on a story, maybe like a crime, they'll they'll put in a correction and just at the bottom of that web story say, hey, actually new details have been added or a correction has been made. But it's not right. like they're going to go on the air and, and address it. And certainly not a, a big mistake like the ones he just talked about. Yep, uh, very true. I tell you what, why don't we go ahead and get to a uh, our first break here this morning. We've still got Kim on a whim coming up at the bottom of the hour. We are live in Jefferson City. Uh, I think we're going to get our first guest out of bed and over here around 620 uh, this morning uh, to actually talk a little bit about what's going on uh, uh, and Jay Ashcroft, Secretary of State, is going to be here about 635 in the 6 o'clock hour, I believe, Carl, is when we'll give away those winter warm-up tickets this Yay. morning. We have another uh, pair of those to, uh, to hand out every day this week. I heard Kim mention it earlier in the news. So that's coming up on the 13th to the 15th of January down at Ballpark Village. And we've got a, we've got a pair of tickets to give away uh, this morning. We've got, we got the Lieutenant Governor. We've got the Attorney General. We've got uh, – um, Governor Mike Parson is going to be here in the 8 o'clock hour as well. We'll get to all of that for you coming up. But first, our national anthem. The Mark Cox Morning Show is live from Jefferson City for the start of the 2024 legislative session. Once upon a time, it so fine. The I called for her resignation, as I did for all three, because of their abject failure in that congressional testimony and their failure to protect Jewish students. This is long overdue. It should not have taken the Harvard Corporation Board this long to demand her resignation. And I believe, as we continue our congressional investigation, that we will uncover what will be the greatest scandal in higher education, because the Harvard Corporation members themselves are complicit in this cover-up of her plagiarism, and again, most importantly, their failure to protect Jewish students on campus. Yeah, uh, Elise Stefanik there, the congresswoman who really kicked off this entire uh, debate, right, uh, over what's going on in our college campuses. They couldn't get the, the – you, you've, you've seen the video. You've heard the audio. You couldn't get the presidents of, of uh, Penn and um, Harvard and other schools to admit that they have allowed – anti-semitism on campus where they would never allow that if you if you inserted any other group into that description if it was an lgbtq uh, an anti-lgbtq crowd saying from the river to the sea which meant wiping out all the lgbtq people hell would be raised they'd bring in the national guard to get to kick people off the campus i mean this is embarrassing claudine gay finally resigned and blamed it on racism now, the last time I checked, the president of the University of Pennsylvania was white. 
she was forced out of office. But in this case, Claudine Gay, she's not losing her job. She's still a tenured professor at Harvard. Um, some of the headlines yesterday on this were, um, you know, Gay resigns the presidency of Harvard University amid plagiarism allegations. The fact that she plagiarized something shouldn't be the only reason she was fired. Uh, the BBC claims um, she was a casualty of campus culture wars. Can you believe that? She was a casualty of culture wars on campus. She She's going to continue as a Harvard faculty member. <laughs> and Fox Business says she makes $900,000 a year. And she keeps that salary, right? Yes. Even as a faculty member, she doesn't lose yes. the, the presidential salary. $900,000 a year. I, I love the tweet that... Uh, uh, I read yesterday that said, really impressed with Claudine Gay's resignation speech. Here's how it started. Four score and seven years ago, I began my prestigious career. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, we're live in the Capitol Rotunda covering the opening day of the legislative session. Lots of great guests coming up here uh, in the uh, next couple of hours. Stay tuned for that. <clears throat> Excuse me. We will get to Kim on a whim when we come back in just a minute. Him on a whim. Mark, we've talked about this idea of the four-day work week and what we really think about that. I think some of these smaller companies have been trying it, especially coming out of COVID, because I feel like the biggest thing that people want right now is flexibility. It seems like that's kind of at least in the top three things that people say they want when they're looking for a new job. And Maryland Heights is hoping to capitalize on that because they're saying a lot of people are at the point where they're looking to retire. They're trying to recruit new employees. What can we do to stand out from other city departments, other any really job for that matter? So what they're going to do is they're going to start this trial period for the next six months, and they're going to have pretty much every single employee working four 10-hour days. And I actually think that's not a bad idea because what's cool about it is it allows for City Hall to extend its hours. So basically what they're going to do is they're going to be open at 7 a.m. and close at 5.30. So it actually helps people who are needing to get stuff done at City Hall. It allows them to go earlier in the morning or later with their own schedules. But, but you show up on a Friday and there's nobody there? No, they're going to be open five days a week because I guess what they're doing is they're Staggering. They're staggering, yeah, the shifts. And so it still, it doesn't change as far as the number of days they're going to be open. It just extends the hours. And it's not saving them any money. They're just doing it to accommodate the employees? They're doing it to try to recruit new employees, basically. Okay. I don't know. I, I think that that's a really good idea. I think that that's something that I think would attract people. I mean, that that would make me, that would incentivize me to potentially want to apply if I was looking for a job. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if we can work that out here with uh, the radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Station. <laughs> tell Trisha? I'll just take every Friday off and... You can just do the show on Fridays. Does that work? You know what? That's a fantastic idea, Mark. <laughs> that that really benefits me. I, I, I'm just trying to think out loud. I know I I, I can definitely see that because, believe it or not, there there is quite a bit of competition between these municipalities to keep employees. I bet. Yeah. Well, because salary, right? That's really the only thing that they have working for them is if they can say, hey, we're going to pay you a little bit more. But certainly it can't be that big of a salary difference. Maybe some municipalities could, but generally I would say it's probably a similar pay range. Right. So this is going to be the the thing that sets them apart. Hey, you can work four dates. And let's be real. A lot of people probably put close to 10 hours in for a workday anyway. Like I remember at Channel 4 when we were all partially furloughed and the whole craziness with COVID, they said, okay, we're going to go to four 10-hour days. And all of us, I mean, it was a long day, but all of us were thinking, man, we put 10 hours in anyway for five days a week. So what's the difference now? You know what I mean? How many people are actually clocking in and clocking out and they're like, oh, I'm only there for eight hours a day. I bet you the majority of people, if you pulled them, would say that they put in more than eight hours a day. Now, I am not one of them, thank goodness, because this job is very flexible and that's one of the best parts about it. Um, This has been a really great company. But I I do think that the majority of people would say, yeah, I I put in more than eight hours a day. Carl and I work all the time. In fact, we were uh, (laughs) by force of work up until probably at least 9.30 or 10 o'clock last night. And does that mean drinking bourbon and schmoozing? It's one of those two. It one might have included or one or two of those uh-huh. things, but you know, it's part of the job. You, you sometimes you have to take one for the team. That, that's Thank all. Thank you I'm guys saying. for taking one for the team. <laughs> that means a lot. I really appreciate yes. that. That alarm went off really early this morning. Let me tell you that. How late did you guys stay up? <laughs> it was after ten, wasn't it? Did you really? Far, yeah. Well, here's the thing, that's Carl. It. You're up till like eleven all the time, just because hockey. I, Hockey, yeah, other things you have going on. Mark, that is pretty late for you. I, I kind of wondered it, how late you guys would make it. It was late, but but we we uh, we stumbled into a unique uh, situation, and there were just a lot of interesting people around that we we wanted to hear their perspective on legislation and stuff that might be coming up uh, this year. Some of them I can name for you, and others I probably am not allowed to. Um, in terms of, of some of the people we, we and you ran saw, into last night. you saw people that you hadn't seen in a while. Yeah, th- this is very true. But but back to your, your point, in, in, this is Marilyn Heights, right? Yeah. Who's doing this. Mm-hmm. How does it affect public service like uh, cops? Because I know, I mean, the fire department already, they work like three 
24-hour shifts, right? And then they're off mm-hmm. for four days, something like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it would just be city employees, right? Like I say, I mean, they're city employees too, but I, I think it's yeah. just people who work at City Hall. Because you're right. Okay. I mean, you can't implement this. At, at several departments, it would just not work. Like firefighters, like that's just not going to work. I mean, you would have to have those longer shifts for them to make it work. Is that well, what you're talking I mean, about? Again, yeah, again, we're talking about um, th- th- this uh, this desire to work a four-day work week uh, is largely a generational thing. Maybe, it, I mean, I'm not saying it's not, the idea is not appealing to me. Don't get me wrong. I've just never worked in an industry where where that would really be feasible. Mm-hmm. I, so I, just, I remember. You can get away with it. I remember when they were all telling us about being furloughed at Channel 4, and they told me that my day off would be Wednesday, which I was originally not thrilled about, which is silly, but I was not thrilled about that because, of course, you're like, well, I want the Friday or the Monday so you can extend and have a longer weekend. Right. I think just people with seniority got that. Well, I ended up loving having Wednesday off because you go to work on Monday, and I remember having this feeling, wow, it's basically Thursday. That's what you would tell yourself, you know, and then Tuesday is Friday. And then you have a day off and you're like, OK, wow, when I go back to work on Thursday, it's Thursday again. So it really it was so refreshing. And I felt like I didn't feel this burnout that I think a lot of people can get with their jobs. I'm not opposed to working a five day work week, but I do think that, like you said, Mark, this generational gap, the, the, the millennials like me, especially Gen Z work life balance, I think, is really, really important to us. And I mentioned that flexibility, too. I think we like the idea yeah. of we can work from home for a few hours and then come into the office and, and all these different things. Options. You, my, I, I, I really don't want to sound like the, the grumpy old guy. But my, my concern <laughs> my concern about this, honestly, and, and I've traveled to Europe uh, a couple of times and, I, and, I've, and I've kind of observed this. I, I, I see the country kind of slipping – toward that European, and I'm not using the word socialist because I think they're socialists, but their own version of it is a European socialist democracy, so to speak, right? Where they get a month off for holiday every year, or in some cases longer than that, like the basically large parts of the country shut down August for a month, and uh, they just go on holiday, right? And in Greece, one of the problems they have is that you can do the same thing, and then you can retire at age 50, I think it is. You, you don't even have wow, to work 50? past age 50. And while you look at those things and say, gee, that'd be nice, th- there's a reason for American exceptionalism, I think. And and part of it has always been the, the work ethic and, and the belief that if you go out and you work hard and you – you can accomplish something. I I don't know. I just I worry that the the further we get down this road where we're 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 going to two day work weeks and then somebody suggested the other day a three day three day okay, work three day week, is ridiculous. I, I just don't know where it ends. I, that's what I worry about. I definitely see your point, and I and I do I can <sighs> understand that because I remember when I interned in Brussels, Belgium, when I was in college, you'd have like lunch break was like two hours every day. You, you could go take a nap. You could do whatever you want. People would go have beer, drinks. I mean, then go back to the office. It was very strange. It was fantastic, but it was very strange. And I and I agree, but I also think that here in America, while our work ethic makes us an incredible nation in a lot of ways, I think it's also worked against us. I think there's this mindset that you have to grind it out so hard. And women in particular, I hear so many women who say, I don't want to have kids. I want to focus on my career. 
that's the mindset. They're putting their career and chasing that dream. And I'm not trying to harp on that, but it's like that is the number one thing that people care about. And they will work themselves to death to climb the ladder. And that's fine for some people, but I think it gets a little bit carried away sometimes. And people, their, their, their priorities are kind of backwards. Like family, family takes the back seat. That's the back burner. It's climb the ladder, climb the ladder, climb the ladder, work, 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 work. Like where's the, I think you just have to have a balance. And I feel like taking a little bit of the U.S. mindset with a little bit of the European mindset and meshing them together might be a, a, a nice little marriage. Well, I, 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 I'm not saying it's a train I'd be able to stop. I, I just once it starts rolling, I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure how easy it is to turn around. But I, I, I certainly see the appeal of it. If if we were in an industry where something like that was, was a possibility. Um, yeah, that's our the thing friend Charlie. It? At, our friend Charlie down the hall at Camo X <laughs> was working a four day work week right yeah. before he retired. So that if, he, if you can work out something like that, I guess that's good for you. Well, I think a lot of employers are probably listening, saying, "Yeah, I, I can't do that," which I would totally uh, understand. Ours is not. Yeah, ours is just not one of those industries where you can do that. But there are certainly, I guess, companies or businesses, or, or in this case, City Hall, the City of Maryland Heights, that are like, "Yeah, we can make this work," and I think <sighs> it'll appeal to our uh, potential new employees. So it'll be interesting to see ab- what they say. I think it absolutely will. Mm-hmm. So six There'll months. A lot we of people check in. Yeah, that's true. Uh, maybe we get somebody on in uh, a few months and figure and find out how it's going. If it works and and they start stealing employees from other municipalities, they'll all move to it. Oh <laughs> my it? gosh! Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> they'll have to all figure out a way to to implement that same thing. And it'll take even longer to get your driver's license at some point. <laughs> yeah, the, the they're process all going to be, won't be for, sped up. So, they'll just have. <laughs> we do not have enough people to operate today. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. That's happening. Yeah, we were surprised last night uh, down here in, in uh, Jeff City. It, you know, uh, this place kind of comes to life during the session. Not not that Jeff City's a boring, sleepy little town, but uh, the, the, the sidewalks kind of roll up around here uh, at dark, sort of like downtown St. Louis. But during the legislative session, there are lobbyists in town. All the legislators are back in town. Many of them have apartments down here uh, where they stay. We were surprised at the number of businesses that were not open yesterday when we were uh, looking for somewhere to go last night. Like uh, places just to the eat? Doors were closed. E- even at our hotel. Staffing, yeah. The like the, the 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 restaurant and the bar at the hotel where we're staying just just wasn't open yesterday. Really? On a you'd, Tuesday. You'd think this is like their Super Bowl. Yeah, you would think so. Um, a couple of places were busy, but uh, that was that was about it. Maybe Same they're the on the four-day work week and uh, Tuesday's their day off. <laughs> you know, you could see staffing being a concern, maybe because it was the day after the the day after New Year's Eve. I I don't know, um, but for whatever reason, we we uh, we noticed that last night for sure. Yeah, it's a good point. I I don't know. We'll, we'll have to talk to our boss Steve more about that four-day work week here shortly. <laughs> Sure, he's if he's listening this morning, he's like going now. Uh, just no. uh, forget well, about I'm sure that. We'll get a text. I don't think so. All right, we are uh, live. Uh, Carl and I are live down here in, in uh, the Capitol, in the Capitol Rotunda in Jefferson City. The legislative session gets underway a little later. We are going to talk to the Secretary of State, Jay Ashcroft, who, of course, is running for governor. We have all three Republican gubernatorial primary candidates who will be on with us this morning. The Lieutenant Governor, Mike Kehoe, who's running for governor. And, of course, uh, we're going to get Bill Igel on, the senator. Uh, all of that in the seven 
between 6.30 and uh, about 7.35, we're going to get that knocked out. Then Governor Mike Parson is going to be in here as well. He's the one that is working on preventing foreign ownership of land in Missouri, and he's already taken a little bit of grief from uh, the the two of the three people who are running for uh, governor to replace him. They don't think he did enough soon enough, and uh, they're, they're not real happy about that. So we'll get, to, we'll get to all of that for you coming up, and we'll give away some tickets next hour uh, for the Cardinals uh, warm-up, the, the winter warm-up that's coming up in a couple weekends. So we're going to get to that in just a few minutes. You're listening to the Mark Cox Morning Show. Mark Cox is live from Missouri's Capitol for the opening day of Legislative Session 2024. All right, welcome back uh, live down here in the Capitol building this morning. It is just gorgeous. Uh, we were down here two years ago for sure. They were right smack in the middle of they had the uh, the outside of the dome completely covered in scaffolding, and they did a lot of work on the outside of it. It's beautiful now. There's still some work going on inside of the building, but for anybody who's never been down here, and maybe if, we're a, if, if you were here years ago for a, a school uh, trip, it's it's worth coming back here, maybe bringing your kids in to see the inside of the building at some point. Um, I also noticed something else when when I walked in the door this morning. Carl and I uh, came in through. We had to come in through one of the security entrances, not the normal entrance into the uh, into the building. But I noticed that, um, and I was on. I'll have to admit being completely unaware of this, uh, Kim. There there was a there was a time when you were not allowed to other than the members i think to conceal carry in the building but there was a sign on the door this morning as we entered that said if you have a valid concealed carry license you're allowed to carry in the capitol building but not in the chamber no not in the not in the actual house or senate chamber or from the viewing areas for the house or the senate chamber but if you just walk in the door there's there's no restriction currently on people carrying concealed I, I knew there was a bit of a stink about that a few years ago uh and they apparently got to change back so hmm. i wonder if they're trying to change that this year oh i don't know i'm sure there's always somebody trying to change it it always gets down to the fact that it's it's not the person who's concealed carrying that you need to worry about yeah it's the people that don't follow the law to begin with uh really which is why Kim, you, you know i want concealed carry yeah, well, exactly, exactly. I I, I knew this wouldn't take long. Uh, Debbie had uh, chimed in on on the uh, Facebook page here, t- talking about the fact that nurses have been working three twelve-hour shifts for many years. Peggy, uh, Peggy, I'm sorry, not Debbie. Hi, Peggy. Hey, Peggy. Yeah, and and she's right. She said she loved working. Three 12 hour shifts, 36 hours a week was considered full time. But of course, they also worked weekends, holidays, and nights as part of that. Yeah. And that makes complete sense for nurses who are doing that because they want consistency with the patient. So to me, that's very conducive for the type of work that nurses are doing. The three, I don't know that I would actually want to do three 12 hour shifts if I were just doing a, a job like this. That'd be a long day. But I can understand why that works for nurses. Yeah, I, I hadn't really thought about it. I know there are careers where, where people have been doing that for years. Um, 
Yeah, but not. So, so Rocky Williams had put on here, the federal debt just reached $34 trillion. Does anyone know what the state debt is? Um, th- that's a good question. I mean, they have to operate. The state of Missouri has to operate under a balanced budget. I, I don't know that there is um, a deficit. I a thought de- we were at a surplus. I'm pretty sure they, they're working under a surplus in the state of Missouri. Uh, I, I could be wrong, Rocky. I'll ask that question when Jay Ashcroft walks in here in a few minutes. He'll he'll know the answer to it for sure. But I know in the state of Missouri, they they have to have a balanced budget. They have a they, they're required. It's something we should have done in the United States many 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 years ago. But uh, they're they're drunk on spending up there, and there's no way they're ever going to agree to that. Um, at least not peacefully <laughs> they're never going to agree to that for sure all right uh, coming up here as we continue our live co- coverage this morning in jefferson city we're going to get the secretary of state jay ashcroft is going to join us at 6 35 we've got uh, lieutenant governor we got the attorney general we got senators we got the governor lots of big wigs are going to be joining us here at the table this morning stay tuned follow us on the facebook page or on the odyssey app we're going to be back live from jeff city in just a few minutes Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.